This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Thanks, Hockey Troll. How's everybody doing? We got a good podcast on deck today. Special guest, a new addition to the network, so hope you guys like the interview. Absolutely. We're bringing back Hockey Ocalypse. It's not dead yet. Uh, we've got a, probably a couple more segments of that, and then we'll uh, we'll go back into our think pieces before the season starts, which it is going to start again. Um, and, we, and we've talked about that. But on deck today, we've got a little bit of league news to talk about. Um, some, you know, I don't know if trivial or not, but an important date in Caps history <laughs> on Sunday... That will that will maybe eat free base some member berries uh, on and our hockey apocalypse segment is with Neil Milipiano from the Devil's State of Mind podcast, the newest addition to the Hockey Podcast Network. Look for him throughout the summer. He said he was going right, Polly. Yeah, uh, it sounds like he's hitting the ground running. He His new, uh, or his first episode is going to air the same day as this episode. And it sounds like he's going to carry it through the summer and then be the 2020-21 Devils podcast. Absolutely. And um, knowledgeable hockey guy there. A big sports dude in general. Yeah. Um, he's an author. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that. We didn't know that until the interview, like the very end. Hardback motherfucker. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, like I've never written more than like a 12-page paper. Right, right. Oh, sorry. My dog, Marley, just get out of here. She was just on my lap. But, <clears throat> all right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, got a good episode for you. Hope you guys like it. I uh, hope you guys tuned in and enjoyed our Oli Kolzig episode last week. We had Godzilla himself on, and what an experience that was, right, Polly? Oh, it was so cool. And, you know, he <laughs> he treated us like we were, like, actual professionals. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, big thank you for that, Oli, for uh, not treating us like the scum that we are. Right, right. I, um, Yeah, that's, that's something that will always blow my mind. Uh, you know... Oli's has just done a tremendous amount for the community and whatnot, and, and we hope that the episode really kind of opened your eyes and, and gave you a little bit more background information on him as a person and a player, because uh, you know, he's probably done a hundred million episodes or a hundred million interviews about the Caps winning the cup and whatnot, and obviously that's a huge thing. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you know, I. We wanted it to be a little bit more personal, I guess. Yeah, and the fact that he was in the office for the cup and he lost a cup as a player, right. he probably gets a little tired of talking about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a Stanley Cup champion, but he probably wanted that one on the ice just a little bit more. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure it feels good either way, but yeah, it yeah. probably would have felt a little bit better for, for them to go and beat Detroit in 98, right? Yeah, I mean, like, for someone like us who didn't play, it would feel like we were on the ice but he did both so <laughs> yeah probably hurts a little bit yeah. not not hurts it but. just doesn't feel as good as 
the 98 Cup would have felt. Right. And maybe, and, and a big thing about the 98 Cup was that he basically carried the whole team there. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe it was like a Herb Brooks thing where... As a player, he didn't get that medal, but then he did as a coach. So maybe, maybe it felt equally as good. And he, you know, no matter how he got on the cup, he was happy to get on the cup. Yeah. In any case, I think it's awesome that he's his name is is finally there where it's always deserved to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, um, I think that we got a good episode here for you. We're going to be continuing our content. Uh, through the summer and these crazy times with the playoffs, so Caps fans, hold on to your butts. We're not gonna we're not gonna be done here. We got tons of stuff for you on deck. Hopefully, we get some some good interviews, some think pieces, maybe before playoffs, if not after. Uh, but in any case, uh, I think that we need to at least, if I can find the audio clip here, drink some burrs. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. As we've been covering, uh, the the Stanley Cup playoffs are on. They're they're gonna fucking happen. Yeah. Now, within the last week, and you know, we told you that this is the most legit that it has been, and it will continue to be. Uh, and and with these, it's great that we're getting news because that means that momentum is is firing and, and the momentum is towards getting these uh, playoffs and hockey back in uh, the public eye. So, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs, we found out, will be reseeded after each round. So after the round robin, after the um, first round, second round, and the um, finals, and then reseeded in the in the actual final round from what I'm taking, right, Polly? Yeah, and you know, I that <laughs> well, the current format, they don't reseed, right? They used mm-hmm. to do that and they got away from it. Uh, I don't remember a mm, That's a good question. Probably should have done that in our prep. I don't <laughs> but, I don't know if they ever did reseed, but I mean, I, in the current situation, they don't. No, and, the, and that's why we're seeing pins caps in the second round when right. it should be an Eastern Conference final or whatever it may be. So, I mean, that could be a benefit, but it just continually gives the top seed an advantage. And I like the bracket because you have to earn it a little more round by round. Really? So, well. Let's say you let's say um, let's say a top seed. Well, let's say an uh, underdog, a lower seed, sweeps, and then the top seed takes the the lowest seed to seven. Don't you think that the, the lower seed should be on top then? If 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 you're using that logic of how performance based in playoffs. Well, well, so they're gonna. How are they gonna reseed? It's all by standings in the regular season, right? Oh yeah, we should probably t- <laughs> we should probably tell everyone. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's run this down real quick. Uh, got all this off the internet. I can't remember what was it like uh, NBC or it was NBC Sports. Yeah. So NBC Sports has this. Um, okay. So the qualifying rounds 
will so that's the round robin the play in round is what they're calling it is going to be best of five round robin um and and the round ro- so it's technically not a round robin it's a play in round sorry yeah. the round robin for seeding though of the top four teams of each conference that yeah. will be a true round robin mm-hmm. okay uh and those will be three games apiece each team on the top four will play three games apiece to just figure that out uh each series will be a best of seven with reseeding after the play-in round. The play-in round's a, a best of five. So uh, the way that you should look at it, I guess, is is the qualifying round, the first games, will be a best of five series, uh, and there will be four of those series per conference. And that's everybody just getting a shot. And this is what they have done instead of extending the regular season. They've just cut it off. And this is for those top or those bottom eight teams to prove if they could even get in. Right. This so is it's a 2014 uh, field. It's kind of like um, a purgatory, if you will. Um, it's, it's that, that ground between the regular season and the playoffs. It's not really either one. Wow. Coming in with the biblical references, as always, there, Polly. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a very good, actually, um, analogy there, I guess, or metaphor. I don't even know what you would call that. Comparison, maybe. Um, yes, it would be a like a purgatory-type state uh, in this first round. Uh, I actually really like that, that purgatory reference there. Nice. Um, Thanks. <laughs> and then the round robin for seeding is three games apiece, top four teams in each conference involved reseeding instead of bracketing first round best of seven series four series per conference teams reseed after the first round second round best of seven series two series per conference teams reseed after the second round and then the 2020 eastern conference final 2020 western conference final both best of seven series now, there's been a lot because there's going to be only one location per conference that everybody's going to be playing in. Home ice will play out as this. And there will be home ice because obviously, you know, in hockey, there's, which I feel like is one of the few sports that actually has a, a true legitimate home ice. Uh, in the advantage. rules. Yeah, in the rules. In, in the rules, yeah. Right, right. Um, so... In the first round, second round, and conference finals, the higher-seeded team uh, will be designated as the home team in games 1, 2, 5, and 7. The lower-seeded team will be designated as the home team games 3, 4, and 6. Which so, is the with, current right, setup. Nothing has changed. Right. It's just that who the higher seed per points percentage mm-hmm. will get the home ice advantage so basically if the pens play the caps the caps will have home ice yeah in any situation here um now <laughs> that uh, and it all depends on how it shakes out but that might actually be an eastern conference finals that we've been waiting for yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably the only positive I see out of the reseeding, um, because it, like, I guess the reason I I don't like the reseed is because 
say the number eight beats number one, right? In a bracket, they would next play the winner of the the three seed round, but right. with the reseed, they'll have to go through number two. So they're continually being put at a disadvantage and always playing the best available team instead of following the track that is already put in place. Yeah, and I get that. But at the same time, you're – okay, so here – and I I am indifferent. I, I, I really don't give a fuck. I just love watching hockey. Yeah. Um, I don't really don't have an opinion on this, which is something that I probably should have um, because really the opinion of mine – would always just dictate whatever benefits the caps at that time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but I'm just saying as a fan, I'm I favor the traditional bracket setup. Right, but here's the thing. This, you know, the regular season traditionally is 82 games, yeah. right? And then there is a two-month-long tournament to decide the Stanley Cup champion. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that irks a lot of people is why the fuck did you play 82 games if you're not even going to really consider that uh, where it's just like 82 games is just like the play in round the, right it's <laughs> just it's just leveling up and then once you get into the end game that's the playoffs and then the whole the game starts over again basically when you're yeah. in end game right uh what's up video gamers out there hopefully understanding that reference but you get what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's 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 discounting the regular season a lot when you don't reseed. Whereas when you because when you're just bra- I mean, it matters, but how many? But in hockey, a lot of times the high seed gets upset. Yeah. So yeah. either way, I'm happy. Right, it, it's right. back. I mean, I, I understand that you're not like ready to kibosh the whole fucking thing yeah. over it, but uh, yeah, I I think. And look, here's the thing. The NHL was smart by doing this, I think, because they are going to give every fan who has bitched about it exactly what they wanted. And they're, this is going to be a great testing ground to see, hey, yeah. well, maybe reseeding gave us the best matchups. Maybe TV ratings went up. I don't know. What the fuck? I mean, there's so many variables on data that you could go over and say that this is great or this isn't. Yeah. But you're getting something the the fans are getting a different look at the playoff structure this year, and it was a perfect time to do it. Why the fuck not? This is the year to experiment because right. nothing's normal. Right? Yeah, you might as well just go full absolute apocalypse, ridiculous apocalypse now, fucking craziness. Right? Yeah. So I I'm I'm not I don't care. I think this is great. I think it's cool that the NHL is actually experimenting and not just being typical NHL. Well, this is how we've done it for the past hundred years. It's like, okay, right. boomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the NHL does a good job of trying to evolve. Sure. And feed off of In some ways. Culture. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then this is like a perfect, like I said, a perfect example of just experimenting because it's already a shit show. Right. Now the final will be a best of seven series. Uh, and then the home ice info for the t- the final has just been shared. Uh, in in the final, the cup final, the teams with the team with the higher regular season points percentage will be designated as the home team in games one, two, five, and seven. 
The team with the lower regular season points percentage will be designated as the home team in games three, four, and six. So again, the same. And let me, or let me backtrack. I I was wrong. It's not point percentage with the previous rounds. It's the round robin results. Sorry. So it starts out as point percentage for the everybody but the round robin apparently. And once seeding is determined through the round robin. And then after the play-in round, that is your one, two, three, four. Well, so basically, if number one from the west makes it, and number three from the east makes it, if number three has a better regular season points percentage, they'll be the home team, even though they were a lower seed in their bracket. Exactly. Exactly. And... Now, and and then, so, sorry, I said some wrong shit, but <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. So then, when it comes down to the conference play, which is before the final, the seeding is not determined by, uh, um, I'm sorry, by uh, points percentage. It's determined ex- for the top four. So, like, if the Caps go in, lose out, lose all three games, they're fourth. Right. And that's their spot until the Stanley Cup final. If they play a team that had a lower points percentage during the regular season, then they will be a home team for the Stanley Cup final. Right. So basically, the only time regular season will matter from now on, because they've already decided everything else. Yes. The Stanley Cup is the only time regular season is going to come into effect. Other than that... It's play it out. Right. And it's determined by seeding within the tournament. Right. Now, it will determine a little bit in the qualifying round and in the first round because that's they're going by points percentage, I believe. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Polly, but they're going to go by points percentage on the first round because that's how you seed the first round after the play-in. Is that right? Does that sounds, make sense? So, right. like, yeah. you know, they're going by points percentage with that bracket, and then they're going to have the play-in guys play that that seed, mm-hmm. uh, apparently. Yeah. Right. Wow. That was a lot more. We were doing this outline, and I was like, oh, yeah, it seems pretty simple, and I'm, I'm understanding it, but actually trying to articulate it. Yeah. Grasping it and teaching it are two different things, very <laughs> much. Right, right. So, so let's if, move on. Before yeah, we if, mess more. Google up. it. Google it. If we have completely confused you, I'm sorry. And tweet at us and tell us that we're fucking morons. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure I have bumbled that in some way, shape, or form. I've already caught myself in um, several mistakes here. In any case, hockey's coming back, so that's the bottom line, right? So uh, you know, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. I mean, that's that's all the league news I think I have, right? Yeah. What do we got? I mean, that's yeah. really all we got right now. Yeah. Other than that, it's just regular It's regular playoffs as far as like home, 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 right. then home away, home away um, with the higher seed getting the game seven. And as fans, the only difference we're going to see is jerseys and who gets second change. You know, that's going to be the right. only and change. And who's down on face-offs in the defensive zone. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and right. Is fans, I don't know. And I would love to see what they're going to do with, uh, I mean, have you seen the Korean baseball stuff? Oh, the fake fans. That's weird. <laughs> Where they just have like stuffed animals. Yeah. That is, that is so, 
Korea, which was yeah. great. Um, it's like they took a and, page out of North Korea's book yeah, with like with the facade fake, cities yeah, and fake shit, society. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh my god, hopefully we don't get any political flack for that. But that, that was a joke. That was a joke. It was a joke. Um, but uh, but yeah, in, in that sense, uh, I mean. Who knows what they're going to do with fans? I would not mind seeing a stadium full or an arena full of stuffed animals. I think that would be hilarious. You can have a bunch of Pollock 2.0s. <laughs> just, oh my god. What if they What if they did that? They just FaceTime, like, hey, here's, here's, pay this, here's your ticket. We're going to set up a iPad or a camera here, and we're just going to follow the play, and, and you can tune into your own feed. <laughs> That'd be different. We- would you pay for that though? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I would rather. I mean, I'm a guy that likes to to sit center ice high, so mm-hmm. you know, I I don't. I'm not one for. I'm not a. I'm not a glass liquor or a glass pounder. Yeah, I mean, a window like, liquor. If the seats are available, I'd take it. But sure. Yeah, up high, mid ice. That's that's the place to be. Right. That's where real hockey fans want to watch the game. Yeah. Right. That's um, like our our minor league games here in town. I usually sit in the top section, you know, looking right at the logo. Right. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Um. All right. Well, we want to talk some caps, and I guess there's some important date on Sunday that we had. Right. Let's do it. Caps fans, I know that we're coming at you on Monday, but happy June 7th. It's our second anniversary, everybody. Yeah, second anniversary, babes. Uh, we love you. Uh, and we, we didn't fucking suck. We didn't fucking suck. We will not be fucking sucked this year. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, um, let me... Okay, I don't know if I'm going to trigger anybody here, but... Love that we won the cup. Right now, not giving much of a fuck, though. It's great. I love it. I'm not one for anniversaries to begin with. I'm always looking forward. I'm looking at another cup this year. I'm looking at having a, what, September 30th anniversary. You know? Yeah. You're uh, you're insatiable. You want more. Absolutely. Well, you Abs- know. I mean, don't you? Yeah, and I, this thought just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this year, yeah. Um, well, actually, never mind. I was going to say they have the chance to win two cups in the same calendar year, but they won't because it crosses over New Year's. But um, what? Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> I thought I, I. Uh, We've been drinking. But anyway, um, yeah, I. You know, OV is still two cups behind Crosby. Um, Let's not mention that well, too I'm just, heavily. That Paul that me. that's a thing that it people is. still throw out. So uh, I'd really enjoy it if Alex Ovechkin could retire with as many cups as he who shall not be named. Yeah, if not more, and have the scoring record because then at that point. The arguments are just there's you're, nothing. You're being a homer. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're saying Crosby's better because because I like him and because right. he played 
for the penguins. Because you like his horse face. He plays a more well-rounded game. Like, <laughs> listen, if Ovi ends up with that scoring record and a couple more cups, yeah, Crosby is no more than Joe Sackick or Backstrom. You know, like he's not all-time great. Backstrom is great, but he's not an all-time great. You know, sure. I um, mean, I will. I depending on how the how he how he ends his career, yeah, it, it, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, don't tell Berlansky because that would <laughs> be uh, you know we had that uh, we have a Patreon episode where I go head to head with Berlansky about Ov versus Crosby, and we talk for about an hour. Uh, I I basically just completely annihilate him in this in this argument. But uh, well, you know <laughs> that's not true. Another but, <laughs> thought just hit me. Uh, Penguin fans have got to be frustrated because they've got two elite players in the history of the game that had to play in the shadows of the best goal scorers. And who are they? Lemieux and Gretzky's shadow and Crosby and Ovi's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I thought you were going to go um, Yager and Malkin. Uh, well, no, that's within the team. Right. No, I'm, no, I see what you're saying, though, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, two years ago today, they won their first cup, and I was at the beach. I left a wedding, and we were falling on my phone all all night and got to catch the end, and there were lots of hugs and maybe some tears going around, and it's just, it was really cool. You could tell the team knew how much it meant to Ovi because of how much they let him hoard the cup. I don't think anybody could have pried the fucking cup away from him and nobody was even going to fucking try. And that goes back to like my whole, if this was 3000 years ago, we would just be giving Ovechkin food and uh, shiny things and women, whatever it would take just so he wouldn't fucking kill us all. Right. But (laughs) yes, he was very much like that. And and yes, I I think it was a bit, uh, it was both. It was... The team respected what the hell just went down and how Ovi's been here and Backstrom's been here. And, and you know, I think a lot, I think everybody was like, Ovi's never going to give up the cup and he's been skating around. But Backstrom was like, you know, during the celebration, Ovi was like, You're going to get it second. You're going to get it second. He was like, Okay, man, okay. And then when he handed it to Backstrom, Backstrom was like, Come with me, come with me. And they skated around and holy fuck, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. it makes me want to cry. It brings a fucking tear to my eye, but. It's it's insane. Um, <laughs> I where was I? I was in my house. It was in it was in right here, and uh, I was like, I let my kid, my daughter, stay up and watch it. She passed out like a fucking bender, but <laughs> like um, a three year old, <laughs> like an ungrateful ass three year old, and. Um, no shit, she was probably she was two. two. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Dad. <laughs> two or three. Come on. Nope, nope. Uh, well, anyways, so I am. I the game starting to end, and I'm holding her because I'm like she's passed out. And I'm about to go put her in bed, and uh, I'm like jumping around, like <laughs> really shaking my kid, like oh my god, they just fucking did it, and and I was. It was more relief, I feel, Mm -hmm. than excitement. Because, Caps fans, I'm sure you know, we had teams since 09 that that I felt had legitimate chance at winning the fucking cup. 
Yeah. But we just could never get it together. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, you know, nine years later, it finally happens. Long suffering. I mean, there's there's other franchises that have, that have you know, waited longer. What's up, Toronto? But, <laughs> you know, I... I uh, What's up, Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, I just... Um, I I was just relieved. Mostly, I think that the emotion that I would to describe it at this point was I was excited and everything, but just relief yeah, because so. they finally got to a point where it was it it was it happened, you know, and right for years it just seemed like bad bounces implosions, whatever the fuck it may be that, that stopped us from going farther in the second round and got the fucking Washington uh, or the Washington Post article over there that, that really just shows it. The first time they've been to the finals in the Ovechkin era, boom, cup. So, what a, I mean, favorite, favorite part of the run? You got one? Hmm. I would have to say... I'm going to give you one guess as to what mine is, but go, well, go. what's yours? I would have to say as much... I mean, there's the one that's obvious, you know, in Pittsburgh, but... Right. I don't know. I would have to say... I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think the most important was when they won Game 3 in Columbus. Wow. Okay. Um, but I, I guess my favorite was the fact when um, it was in Pittsburgh, but it wasn't when they clinched. Maybe it was game three, and Ovi had that game-winning goal when he uh, Murray made the save, and then it went up in the air, and Ovi uh, yeah. swung, From baseball swung. to Ovi on a 2-1-1. Yeah, yeah, and then Ovi put his own rebound in from midair. Yeah, just a um, tap in. I think it was game that three was or four. That was not going in. No. That was not going in. Murray it, made that save. Yeah, it was in Pittsburgh. Uh, they still went back to Washington, then came back to Pittsburgh. But, like, the fact that, like, Crosby's had a few, like, iconic baseball swing goals, the fact that Ovi did that in Pittsburgh for a game winner, I that's probably my favorite. That was a good one. And, um, you know, you look at that and, I mean – and that was the difference of that run from previous years. Mm-hmm. The the tenacity to follow up every shot, to like get there and just make sure it goes in. Right. Because for two years in a row, I saw Flurry or Murray get absolutely beat by shots. And all it needed was Kuznetsov or whoever was in front of the net. To give it an extra tap, and nobody did. Nobody followed their shots. I mean, they just thought it was in. Yeah. This time they weren't. They weren't fucking around. There was no way. Uh, obviously, mine is is when the Ovita Crosby. Okay, Latang shit bum pass to Crosby. Crosby shit bum turnover to Ovi. Ovi, amazing, just nice soft pass. Perfect. In stride. In stride to Kuznetsov. In overtime, and just between the leg, five hole on Murray, and then fucking Flappy Bird Sally. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. 
like when when you look back at the cup run, it almost feels like that's where they won the cup. It it really does. It really, really does. And um you know, and it's crazy because that was six games. Tampa took us to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh and we were down. You know, we had we they were up a game on us in game six. We had to win two in a row. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a decade, we were the away team in a game seven. Mm-hmm. They had home ice advantage. Now it didn't matter in that game, right? I wonder if Tampa Bay fans are just like "fuck," we just choked, right? It was theirs for the taking, but man, I mean, with the momentum that the Caps had going into that series, it was just unreal. Uh, they couldn't do any wrong. It seemed like yeah. Tampa Bay finally woke up, gave them a little bit of a push, but mm-hmm. you know they, you know what they say, good teams find a way, and we did. Uh, I. So, yeah, obviously Tampa was awesome. And then just to come in full head of steam through Tampa, riding high and just Vegas, when the Vegas series came around, I I wasn't incredibly – I was more confident than playing Tampa. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I worried about was just them riding off of emotion – and Flurry getting hot. Uh, as a team, I didn't think they were anywhere close to the Capitals. But there were other factors that could have made it more difficult. Right. Yeah. And you look at you look at Vegas, and at that point, they had a top. They had an amazing first line, and they that first line was the one that was scoring all the goals for them. Yeah. And then I know, you looked at I, the I Caps. Had, uh, I had Riley on my fantasy team that year. Did you? Is that his name? Last name Who? Riley? Which one? Or no, it's Riley Riley Smith. Yeah, Riley Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and Carlson, William Carlson. Hit and um, was shooting at like a almost like a twenty five percent shooting percentage, which and is Marcheseau. fucking unreal. And Marcheso. A stud. Yeah, they had that was an incredible line. I mean, they did they did it all. Mm-hmm. Um and and they played a bit loose, and they played a very Vegas played a very uh, fast transition game and and whatnot. But dude, I just I with the I've always said that the 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 NHL has been a checking league, and it always has and always will be because no matter how fast you get, this is a sport that is played in a box, right? In a, in a Thunderdome here. If you can check well, and what I mean by check is just stop, impede forward progression by the other team, uh, you're going to be fine. And I guess that sounds very simple and, and really broken down there. But what I mean is defensive positioning and being able to read plays and and, and have a plan for that, I think, will trump the run and gun system every time. Yeah, I Vegas, that style can win you regular season games. It can win you a series, but I don't think it can carry you through the playoffs. Right. Um, and they had great success. I mean, they, they were also backstopped by an incredible performance by Flurry. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Uh, that's the only Penguins player I'll give any respect to is is Marc-Andre Flurry. I think that he is, um, he's probably a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know... 
I love Flurry. I have so much respect for him, but we live near Pittsburgh, and right. you could just tell that Penguin fans had the feeling that <laughs> if Flurry backstopped Vegas, it was almost like the Penguins were beating the Capitals. You know, they, oh, they, know. they had that feeling. I know. That's, that was the feel to it, and... Um, it's it frustrating because they it was were so easy once the fucking penguins lost the caps yeah. to to root for Vegas. Right? right. They the whole season they were like we made the right choice. We got rid of Flurry. That was right. And then as soon as the caps played Vegas, they were like, "Oh, we love Flurry." <laughs> yeah. And that just shows the idiocy of fucking penguins fans, dumbest fans in in all of sports, but you look at them and those same mouth breathers were the ones that were like we should trade Flurry after they were getting their their shit kicked in by by Philly in those playoff games mm-hmm. in, in the early 2010s. You know, I, I just, I look at Penguins fans and I just have zero respect. You know, dumbest fans in the world. But the, the way that they, I, I can't quantify how many times I'd seen... Trade Flurry, trade Flurry, trade Flurry, a hundred fucking times. Yeah, with with Penguins fans, and it's just like, are you kidding me? He won you a cup in '09, and he's basically the best player on your team. Crosby wasn't doing it, you know, in the playoffs in those years. Flurry was there backstopping. Um, I don't know. I I, I thought it was. You're right. I <laughs> if we would have if the Caps would have lost to Vegas. I mean, let's let's take a second and just think about that. What would that look like today? We would be the laughing stock of the NHL. Yeah. And I think a lot of the guys on the caps probably would have been moved. Yeah, I think that would have been it, man. Yeah. I think that they I think Ovechkin would have been on a block, Backstrom. I don't know. I mean, who knows what kind of backlash happens there when you get that far and lose to a first year team? Yeah. Ovechkin would probably be like in Dallas right now, <laughs> playing with your boy Jamie Ben. Oh fuck, Jamie Ben! <laughs> He's a psychopath. <laughs> All right, well, Caps fans, I hope this weird stroll down memory lane has—I uh, don't know—given you a good member berry feel. Uh, I've—it's great to be a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, for sure. I feel like. As Stanley Cup, as fans of a Stanley Cup champion franchise, though it took us 43 years, motherfucker, wasn't it sweet? I mean, when we finally did it, DC United, it brought all sorts of uh, DC people together. The, 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 I mean... I went to the parade. So many Caps fans were there. So many just DC people, fucking lawyers and businessmen and women and uh, just people were out there and and just supporting the team. I didn't make it to the mall. Uh, thanks, Scott, if you're listening. I know our parking was was up after two hours, but then I had to. I, I mean, I came down for that exclusively. And uh, just literally stayed the night and then left later that day. So I couldn't have gotten blackout, which I would have if yeah. I were to be in the mall with that. But, uh, it, I mean, 
that just it, we I feel like it was just finally we arrived and then not only that it sparked you know WNBA championship nationals championship DC's up in a big way baby yeah let's go and they got a chance to start it back up right all sparked by the Washington Capitals of all of the unlikely heroes of of DC sports even though I mean you know, you look at the Redskins and things. Well, uh, let's not get into that. Yeah. But. And they haven't, it's been like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyways, I guess good shit for that. Let's, uh, let's talk about our sponsors here. Manscaped.com. Use code THPN for 20% off and free shipping. We have, they have the Lawnmower 3.0 out. Waterproof. Lightsaber like light, designed for growing grooming. Paul apparently uses it on his dog. That's fucking weird. Um, to, I mean, yeah. So, Paul, you you uh, you had a you bought a house, and I helped you moved uh, yesterday. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and uh, y- your dad was just he couldn't let it go that he you made public that you used your. Manscape, lawnmower 3.0, manscape.com, use code THPN, 20% off and free shipping on your dog's butt. Yeah, he, uh, he got quite the kick out of that. <laughs> and, and another thing is that, uh, we were talking because your, your shitbag brother, uh, Parker, he never listens to the pod, but we reference him all the time, um, for being a pussy and whatnot. But, uh, PJ, your other, your eldest brother, Never gets a shout out, so I guess we'll just do it now, right? Yeah. What's up, PJ? PJ. He he worked uh, in D.C. for one of the capital sponsors, Alarm.com, about eight years ago. Boom. Uh, so we got that D.C. connection there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we're mostly Caps fans. Um, PJ, we won't talk about who he cheers for, but <laughs> I think he does it just to get under my skin. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Got a new crib now, me and the wife and the dog. We we bought the house so we could have a dog because we weren't allowed in our apartment. Yeah, that's a really great reason to buy a house. Uh, welcome to home ownership. It's fucking terrible. Probably the worst thing you'll ever do. It's the best and worst thing in your life. Uh, so, you know, I guess maybe next to having kids, but <laughs> nah, just kidding. Just kidding. Having kids is great. Um, <laughs> anyways manscaped.com use code THPN get 20% off plus free shipping get that lawnmower 3.0 they got all sorts of merch all sorts of uh, you know they they sent us those like cotton underwear have you worn those yet? yeah they're too small (laughs) they're mediums were they? yeah did you give them to Liz? the wife? uh no she'll probably end up sleeping in them though yeah (laughs) Uh, okay well mine fit perfectly well I have a hockey player's ass, uh, and I you what you think I don't? I'm well, you're you, just you just you're do just too much heavy, standing man. around. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we got we got what roller hockey coming up, ice hockey's coming back. Yeah. June fifteenth is the date. Yeah, we'll hopefully my heart can handle it. Well, I think we need to skate the trail a little bit more. We'll have to Instagram that shit. We'll have to like do some do TikTok some TikTok. Yeah, uh, Caps fans again. Lawnmower 3.0, 
manscaped.com. Use code THPN, 20% off. We need to we need to do something with Poly Cupcakes 2.0. Uh, we'll see what what happens with him. But I'm thinking burn. I'm thinking fire. Thinking that we should seems we like should, a proper send off. Yeah, we should retire him to ashes, and yeah. and he can arise like a phoenix <laughs> from the ashes, and 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 we have we have it here. Uh well, we've we've drunkenly rambled for. More than long enough, right, Polly? Yeah, let's let's save these people. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna kick you over to our interview, Hockey Ocalypse, with the newest addition to the Hockey Podcast Network, Neil Villapiano, the newest host of the Devil's State of Mind, the New Jersey Devils podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the network, Neil, dudes. A content machine, knowledgeable on all sports, uh, but you know, obviously, we're using him for the hockey part, which he is an avid hockey and Devils fan in particular. So look for him in in later episodes too. I'm sure we'll have him on a good resource. But let's see what he has to say about the Garden State. Uh, hope you guys like it. Enjoy hockey Ocalypse. With that snack, Polly Cupcakes, we have, we're bringing Hockey Ocalypse back. Uh, we've had a, a good, a good, uh, run of some random guests, including Oli Kolzig in our last episode. No big deal. But bringing on Neil Villapiano from the Devil's State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. His first episode will actually be this Monday, so the day that you would be, that this episode has been released. So that's the 8th of, what are we in, June now? I think June? so. Yeah, we're in June. Neil, what's going on, man? Thanks a lot for coming on, and welcome to the Hockey Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? Thank you uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I know you guys were on um, my sports podcast a couple uh, weeks ago, which, by the way, you guys were excellent, and a lot of people enjoyed it, but... Uh, I'm excited to be a part of this great hockey podcast network, and uh, it's an honor to be on uh, the Caps Chirp podcast. Well, thank you um, for having us on. And, you know, we said every time we have it, we do a guest spot. We obviously extend the offer to come on our our uh, podcast just, you know. So we did promise it, and I know that uh, I, we promised it to you. And, you know, word is bond, right, Polly? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to have you because I'm personally excited to have you because I've organized several metropolitan podcasts, uh, roundtables for our Patreon, and we have never had the Devils come on. Mm. And on top of that, the Devils have been a revolving door of hosts this year. Uh, mm. and I'm, I'm really hoping that you stick around and like it because I think yeah. that your content's awesome. I think, I think you're going to be able to, to hit this thing running and, uh, and I think you're going to bring some great content here, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, um, I, I definitely expect to be here uh, long term. Uh, I'm looking, like I said before, I'm very much looking forward to bringing, um, you know, a lot of really solid content for Devils fans and, and just hockey fans in general. And I hope that people get the opportunity to listen to what I have to say and interact because 
I, uh, I'm pretty much an open door. I just, you know, whatever people want to talk about, I'm more than willing to talk about. And, uh, I always try to uh, give my honest opinion and I'm, I'm really just looking forward to, uh, you know, being a part of such a great network that this is. Absolutely. And, and it is a great network. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, have you, have you heard our, our hockey eclipse segment before? Uh, I actually have not, so the, I'm kind of going into this a little bit blinded eye. So I, I feel, I feel a little bit nervous, but I, I think I'll, I think I'll be okay. I, I know you will. You'll be fine. It's going to be a good one. Um, but basically, the whole premise is, is that you know, now that the world is ending, uh, which 2020 has shown that that's basically happening, True. we want to know, you know, some stuff about New Jersey. Um, I've been in New Jersey a few times. Uh, yep. It's really fucked up to drive around. Uh, you can't take left-hand turns. There's these things called fucking jug handles. Polly, are you, do you know what those are? No. All right, dude. You cannot fucking take a left turn in New Jersey. And you can't pump your own gas. It's it's yeah, fucking weird. All right, look, I mean, no offense, true. Neil, but I've got to grill you on this because it is sure. it's okay, the left turn thing. No. I, I get I get not being able to pump your gas. All right, that's fine. Like that's actually convenient, right? I don't pump my gas. Fuck it. Yes. But the the left turn explain the jug handle. And everybody who I know from Jersey yeah. is like you just don't know how to utilize them right. And it's like a left turn? Oh. Okay. So so explain right. those. Explain a jug handle to all the people. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, you know, basically you can't go anywhere in the state without seeing at least one. Um, right. you know, there's at least, there's at least one in pretty much every single town and place in New Jersey that you can think of. Um, really the, the way that it was explained to all of us is simply <laughs> without, for a lack of a better term, since New Jerseyans are considered to be more aggressive driving than most other people that they decided instead of creating more traffic or more accidents as they felt if you just made a regular left turn they thought it would make sense to create a jug handle so that you would have to spend the extra half mile to go around just to go to left when you could just make a left anyway so right it's kind of it's a little counterintuitive um i <laughs> personally because because i you know, I'm from the state and I'm just used to it that I don't necessarily complain about it, but I can also sympathize with everybody saying, what is this shit? <laughs> okay. And, and it's weird because I feel like anybody who gets explained what a jug handle is, who's never seen yeah. it, doesn't fucking understand. So let me just walk everyone who's from out of state of, of New <laughs> Jersey, uh, who, sure. who's never seen it. Basically, if you need to go left on the highway, you actually have to go into the far right hand lane. Fucking Polly is looking it up on his on yeah. the fucking computer. All right, oh, Polly's <laughs> like, "What the hell is a jug?" <laughs> All right, so you have to get in the right fucking lane, and and it's basically, <laughs> it's basically since you yeah. can't take a left, you have to. I guess normal people would go and take a right and then get into a parking lot or something and then come back out. But instead of that, there's actually roadways that the New Jerseyans have built that actually their only purpose is to loop their one way streets and they just loop you around and feed you right back into the intersecting street that you're trying to get on to try to take that left. And they just, they just loop you back in and make you sit at a light to cross like the highway or, or go across the road that you were just on. Yeah. Um, it's fucked. It's completely fucked. I, 
I'm I'm looking at these diagrams and I <laughs> fucking hate it. And those diagrams are incredibly simple. There are some in New Jersey that loop you through fucking neighborhoods. You just think you're in the residential area and you're like, where the fuck do I go? It's not well marked. Yeah. It's a complete no, you're shit right. show. Because in I'm from the middle of New Jersey, so if you go up north and that's where like New Brunswick, Newark, Bayonne, like those places, when you get closer to the city and you get towards the Garden State Parkway, the jug handles continue to get more and more complicated where all of a sudden you're not just going in like a circle to go back to go the other way or to get into another lane. You're like going through like streets almost. And you're saying to yourself like, all right, I'm a little bit confused. Do I just keep going? Do I just keep turning <laughs> to the right, to the right, to the right? And then eventually I'll get there. But like it, it can drive people. And it, as you've mentioned, it can drive people out of this state fucking nuts. Cause they say I get lost every time. And you know, another thing that people love to say is that we don't have sign. We don't on the signs for like the exits. We don't have names so at, at times. So it doesn't say like, you know, Bayonne on your right. It says like exit 34 and you say, right. Um, what the, what the fuck is exit 34? <laughs> you better and have that just, GPS on point. Right. You have to have a reliable GPS. And if you don't, I'm sorry, you're going to spend about an hour, an hour and a half getting lost. Yeah. And, um, and that's the big thing. It caused me my pea brain to get lost. But I, I will give it up because it, it is an ultimate troll job by by the New Jersey Department of Highway Safety or whatever the yep. fuck governing body did this. Yep. I mean, it is a it's 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 crazy. But okay, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I know that. <laughs> no, it's because, fine. You know, a lot of people tend to ask, so you're not the first. Yeah, I feel like you know New Jersey's already in their post-apocalyptic times with no fucking left turns. But <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I guess you could say. <laughs> but look, man, I, we need to know. Sure. Okay, New Jersey, uh, you know, always that what some would call, and I don't believe this, uh, a completely boring game, trap, dump and chase. Um, you guys took Marcus Johansson from us, and that seemed like kind of a resurgence in Jersey hockey. That that trade and that kind of era there, those mm-hmm. few years where you guys had some success, and all of a sudden. Yeah. The New Jersey Devils were an incredibly exciting team to watch. And then, yeah. you know, fast forward and now you're here in, in hockey apocalypse. Before yeah. the pause, what was your outlook on the, on the team's performance? Before the pause? Well, you know, I, I meant, I talk about this in great detail in the first episode of the Devil's State of Mind. Um, but to kind of put it in, in, in the kindest of terms that I can, I can without, completely losing my fucking mind um i would say that this team had a lot of high expectations going into the season we were trying to get back into the playoffs there was pressure from you know ray shiro to get talent to come to this team there was pressure from john hines who just sucked as a head coach and i will go to my grave saying he should have never been the head coach of this team but i that's just my opinion but there was pressure on him. There was pressure on Taylor Hall to try to help get us to that point of making, making it back. Plus it was, it's, it's his last year of his contract. So again, there's that pressure of, can we get back in the playoffs and convince him to sign long term? And right from the first game against Winnipeg, 
where you have a 4 nothing lead and proceed to blow it and lose in the shootout was pretty much going to dictate how the season was going to go. And if that wasn't bad enough, go to Buffalo with <laughs> Louis Dominguez in net and lose 7-1 to one to <laughs> Buffalo in <laughs> Buffalo, which is really hard to do. I don't really know a lot of teams that are capable of doing that. Um, having your own players multiple times shoot the puck into your own net uh, again, also don't know how many other teams are capable of doing that. Um, and then obviously you fire your GM, you fire the head coach, you trade Taylor Hall. And ironically, the team got better after all of those moves happened. So right. my response to this is my feelings are this team is talented enough to get back to being competitive and eventually be a Stanley Cup contender in the future. But there are things, there are holes that need to be filled. Obviously, GM, head coach, I think the defense needs a complete overhaul. I think we need to find a better backup goaltender, whether it's a revival of Corey Schneider, which towards the end of the season before the lock, before the quarantine, he was playing well. So that could be a positive sign. Um, you got, you know, and then maybe just adding another young piece or two to try to help out the depth, you know, on the third and fourth lines. Uh, so going into next season and just talking about what happened this year, there is some optimism. But what I like most of all is that there's now full-fledged honesty. I don't think that sometimes the ownership and the general and Ray Shiro uh, were completely honest about where the team was with regards to whether or not we were in a rebuild. We never said as an organization, never said that we were in a rebuild. So as a fan, you kind of just had to guess as to where exact, what type of team this, you know, we were. Now right. that our interim GM has basically said, we're about two, three, four years away from being a Stanley Cup contender. I'm like, okay, great. Now I have some honesty. Now <laughs> I know what to expect the next couple of years. Instead of wondering to myself every year, how is this team going to perform? No idea. But I feel very bad for Nashville Predators fans because they will eventually realize that John Hines' defensive conservative system, which drives me up the freaking wall to no end, um, will piss them off as well. And I just find it also ironic that every player the Devils traded or fired is now in the 2014 playoff and the Devils are one of the seven that are not in said right. playoff. But it, it was a year with a lot of high expectations. It ended, didn't, it ended more positively, but during the majority of the process, it was definitely aggravating and agonizing to watch at times. Well, you know, it's, it's great that you, oh, well, first, let me put, let me say, it's great that you, um, you know, are grilling the management like this because, Polly, we had, uh, another team that I kind of liken the Devils to is the Canadians. They Ooh. haven't admitted that they're in a rebuild, but Bayou Benders, we had him on and he said they kind of are. They just aren't. They're low key. They're, they're low key about it, but they are rebuilding. Um, so now that the devils, I mean, now that they have finally said, and, and I remember catching that news that they finally kind of came to grips with their rebuilding, shipped off the GM. Okay. I mean, and that's, and that was all devils fans like myself wanted we just wanted some honesty we wanted <laughs> the organization to say where we are as a team and what the future holds because then fans can go to these games and look at these seasons and say okay this is where we are right now 
Because I think for the last five seasons when Ray Shiro was here with John Hines, there were times where we kind of thought that maybe we were in a rebuild, but other times we were like, we're not sure. Because the year after we make the playoffs, Shiro decides to re-sign nobody who was a free agent. So John Moore, uh, Pat Maroon, Grabner, uh, a couple other guys didn't come back. So the question was two seasons ago, okay, where exactly is this team now? Because you have completely taken away some of the talent that helped get you into the playoffs. So what are we expecting now? And I think now that we are in a rebuild and we have officially stated that, and maybe it would be nice for the team to take it a step further and kind of make some form of a uh, social media announcement or send a letter like the Rangers did two years ago when they said, right. look, we're going to be, we're going to be sucking for a while, but just <laughs> hang in there because better times are coming. And I think if we could just, I think if they did that, it would go a long way, but you know, there are some optimi- optimistic things to look at, but the most important for me was just the honesty coming from the organization. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and uh, Paulie, I, I, like I said, I wanted to uh, backtrack a little bit. You ever scored an own goal on your, on your own net, Paulie? Um, I don't know if I've scored an own goal, but I have failed to scoop a puck out that was going in that I got my stick on. Like okay, I was playing you... defense. And, actually, no, I take that back. I was playing roller hockey one time. There you go. And uh, at, at the local roller rink, it's about three-fourths of the size of a sheet of ice, maybe even half. And so everything's tighter, and I won a face-off in the defensive zone, and it was on the left side, and I'm a righty, so I won it on my backhand, and I won it so clean. It went right (laughs) toward our goaltender through his legs. I I scored off of the face-off in our defensive zone on our own goalie. On your backhand from the right side? Uh, No, on the left side. Oh, on the left side. Oh, I could see. Wow. So... Ever since wow. then, when I'm taking a face off from the left circle in the defensive zone, I try to win it with my forehand towards the wall. Yeah, you right. always always go forehand yeah. on the left side. Well, we're I was, both righties. I was trying to right. put it directly behind me. Yeah, and it went on like the perfect 45 degree <laughs> angle right through, and I felt bad because the goalie was like four years younger than me, and <laughs> oh, so like geez. my disappointment really got to him. His um, confidence, right. his confidence must have been shattered. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, win that game? Uh, no, I don't think we did. Okay. <laughs> Even Double better. So, score. I have, I have an own ghost, own goal story. Um, in high school, um, Chantilly Chargers, what's up? Uh, we, um, <laughs> we're beating. I don't even know what fucking team it was. Uh, they weren't very good. Um, we were up like ten. Nine, eight to, to nothing or to, yeah. I think it was nothing. And this is what makes oh. it, <laughs> I think the goalie <laughs> was working on a shutout and, oh, no. okay, guy comes in and I'm back. I'm way back. Uh, cause obviously I'm fucking off at this point. This is, <laughs> this is a, we're winning big, right. um, goal, a guy comes in, stops at the right. blue line right after the blue line. And just puts a hard shot on net. Um, and I turn, so it's going behind me, but I turn right. and get my stick on it. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop this. 
It's the best deflection that I've ever <laughs> scored in my entire life. I I do a full fucking 180, put my stick down, right off the heel of my stick, it just rides up the blade and like t- roofs it on my own goalie. It right. you I mean, I've never scored a deflection goal I don't think in my entire hockey career, so one except time, for that one. one well, time. I think there've been a lot of goals that have deflected in off of me or off of my stick when I was trying to block it. And I yeah. redirected it accidentally. Right, but, but there was nobody within like five feet of me. Yeah. I, I could have, I could have just let, I could have just yeah. literally sat, took a knee, it and it would have been fine. Obviously, your fault. Oh, so much my fault. Yeah, so much right. my fault. And and I do that, and obviously, coach is pissed. And this guy that I had just ripped on, who had he he took he one of my like lineies or some some guy on the fourth line. uh comes to the bench and like stops and biffs it right at the door and i'd like laugh at him like what's up man and you know just like shit on him a little bit i go out next shift score on my own fucking net on a beautiful backhand deflection and and i come to the bench and he's like feel pretty stupid now don't you that guy said i was like i fucking deserve that yeah i did I played, I played like one year as a goalie in ice hockey at my high school. Shout out to, uh, Red Bank Regional in, in, uh, Little Silver, New Jersey. Um, I played, I played there and there was a situation where, and let's be honest, like when you're on a team that's not very good and clearly is not trying <laughs> as a goaltender, you get pretty fucking pissed right. after a while. So it was like the last game of the season and all of my teammates decide to prank me by, Let's just shoot the puck at our own net. So the game starts. We win the faceoff. And all of a sudden I look and there's all five of my teammates coming at me with the puck. And I'm like standing there, not like fully in position because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And they just fire it past my net. And I literally just like stood straight ahead for a solid minute. I was just like, okay, now I'm pissed. So I broke my stick and I left. Like, I didn't even play the rest of the game. No, I, yeah. I, I was so mad because I knew they did it on purpose. And I was like, you guys are fucking ridiculous. Like, and my dad was the coach and he was just like, just get up, just, just go. Like, he wasn't mad at me. He was just like, he was so pissed that that even happened. Right. And I, I like, dig. and it was bad because we didn't have a backup goalie. So our school had to borrow a goalie from their, from our opponent. <laughs> To play against his own fucking school. And, <laughs> and you know, here, another funny story is that I played one game against my own high school, and that was the only game that I won. Because <laughs> it was so shitty that I played for a team that actually tried to win the game, and we won. And the team actually gave me the puck at the end of the game, and I'm like, how is this not no- like? Why do I feel like this is not normal? It's like, definitely not. I, That's a David Ayers situation, there, right? Yeah, I felt yeah. like yeah, I, I was like an original David Ayers type of guy because it was like you play one game with the other team against your own school and you win. And I go to school the next day, and literally everybody is talking shit about me because they're like, <laughs> of all the times for you to win a fucking game, you choose to win against us. And I'm like. If you block the fucking shot every now and then, maybe I would. Maybe we would win a couple more games. Right. So. Yeah, I've been on teams where we're getting hammered and the other team shoots on their own net and I, I want to fight. So I understand right, I, that. I understand being on shitty teams. Me and Polly have been there. It was, it was never, it was never fun 
to be on that type of team when they clearly like when the guys just don't care because you're just like then why the fuck are you playing then if you don't care about being here and playing right now then just get off the ice and go do something else go play lacrosse i don't give a fuck <laughs> like that's how i felt i was like go play because everybody on the hockey team that wasn't there was playing lacrosse so i'm like everybody just go fucking play lacrosse because clearly that's what people want to do right now all right, all right. So we we've gone really off the rails here on Hockey Apocalypse, but but let's get back down to it. All right. So where where in New Jersey are you from? What's the town? So I am from, and this is a this is a controversial thing to say for New Jerseyans, but I am from Central New Jersey, which is a place called Little Silver. Okay. So I, I'm in, I'm pretty much smack dab. If you look it up, I'm smack dab in the middle of the state right by the Jersey shore. So I'm like 10, 15 minutes away from the beach. Um, Ooh, nice. So people, and I say controversial because people, a lot of people have heard that there's only two parts of New Jersey, North and South, which is false because there is a central part to the point where our newly elected governor actually stated it on his social media. And I said, <laughs> if he states it there, it pretty much means that it exists. So we have that. But I am from Little Silver, New Jersey. Okay. So in Little Silver, let's say, you know, it it is very apparent to everyone in Little Silver that the world is ending. Like society is in a complete breakdown. There is no coming back right now. Of course. Where are you going when everything turns to shit? Probably the liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you might as, I mean, I, I, you might. Uh, I, I mean, you might as well just enjoy it while you can. Um, I think for me, at least, probably, since I have a wine cellar in my basement, probably go down there. So you're hunkering down. You're so hunkering I'm, I'm down. Hunkering, I'm hunkering down, and I'm like, you know what? If there's a chance that I could survive this, I think I'm going to try to see if I can. Just to okay. try to just try to see so if I can. So you're not bailing. That's 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 interesting. No. You're not going to the country. No, you're you're I mean, staying look, in Jersey. There's so much. I'll be straight with you. There's so much shit that's going on in this in this country and in this <laughs> world right now that I would love to be part of the people that survived the apocalypse and then re- rewrote history <laughs> to a much more positive outlook. Hey, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so. You're hunkering down. I think, Polly, that's probably the first person, other than Richie, who Richie, was just like, yeah. Richie, Richie just did it out of fucking laziness, though. Yeah. But, but actually was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm hunkering down. Okay. Good, good answer. Um, well, I am by you. He said he was going to hang on his front porch. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 That, that, that doesn't surprise me that by you said that. Right. But exactly. the majority of the people are, leaving their big metro area and going to the mountains or a ranch or something like that yeah yeah um okay well good shit there um so you get you get two things you get to take um if you're like you're you're obviously if you're gonna go into the wine cellar you know the house could be burnt whatever you know everything above ground could be decimated you get two things you get one thing for survival and you get one thing for hockey nostalgia or for to continue the sport, whatever, hockey knowledge, whatever it may be, one yep. hockey-related item, one survival Ooh. item. What are you taking? Okay, so so for one survival thing, and I, I – you know, this is, this is interesting. I probably – and I don't know if this is going to count, but I would 
as a survival thing, I'd bring a hockey stick to beat the crap out of anybody that uh, <laughs> comes near me. Was well, it a goalie that. stick or a player stick? Goalie stick because it will do more damage. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. As, as a former goalie, I know that it'll do more damage. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's my that's and I guess hockey nos- nostalgia. You know that that's really that's a good question. Um, probably. Um, geez, man, probably my um, what's it called? Um, my my first puck. From my first and only win as a goalie in ice hockey, probably, that. <laughs> okay. probably that. That's okay. A good one. There's That's a lot solid. of things. I was gonna say like, yeah, I don't know, uh, NHL '94. This is, <laughs> That's a good one too. That's a good one too. Just but to say, you know, it was a simpler time back then. Right, yeah. and the problem is that you you only get one item, so you can't bring right. the system that it gets played yeah. on, and also right. the infrastructure. You know, the grid's probably gonna be knocked out within six months anyways right but since i have the hockey stick and then i would have the game itself i could just pretend it's a puck and fire it all around whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah back in that. the day so i'd have some entertainment <laughs> is this puck the one from when you beat your high school team yeah that's the yeah. that's the one okay fair enough yeah. hey that's well, a that's a good one that's nice and personal you could just look at that puck every day and be like Fuck you guys. Yeah, right. I was going to say, yeah, fuck you guys. Exactly. No, it's true. It's true. All right, all right. So say you have – and then here's where we – I want to know. I've been – like I said, I've been in New Jersey a few times. Um, yep. It's – it's uh, I, it, when I, where I was, I think I was in like Newark area up near yep. – up near the – that's north, right? Newark. Yeah, Newark is up north. That's where the Devils play. Yeah. Okay. So I was around that area and it was a lot of like, uh, it was kind of a big sprawling suburban type feel. Um, yep. now say you have the foresight intuition though, to see this shit's hitting the fan. Um, you know, what's the last thing you're going to do in, in your town before, before like something that, you know, you got to just, this is going to be gone forever. I got to go do this. What is it? It could be you know, a lot of people have been food and I appreciate that, but some people have just been, you know what? I just got to go sit out in this area that I love. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good, it's a good thing. Um, so, you know, I probably would, I'd probably, I'd honestly, I would just go and find my seat at the Prudential Center and just sit there and wait for this stuff to end. (laughs) I would literally just sit in the Prudential Center. Actually, I would honestly go to center ice and just chill. Yeah. Just, just grab a chair, put it in center ice, and just look, stare up at the, uh, stare up at the, uh, Stanley Cup banners. You just and, take it uh, in one last time. Just take it in one last time, knowing that I'll never actually have seen them in person win the, win these things. But, <laughs> you know, you, for one, for one brief shining moment, I could say, yeah, we did that. <laughs> we, we beat those teams. Right. Now to the wine cellar. <laughs> now to, right. Now to the wine cellar to really reminisce about the good old days. Right. All right. So, um, okay. And then, and this kind of piggybacks off that. What are you yeah. going to miss the most about either New Jersey or just your town or whatever? Wait, it's all going to be gone. You're going to emerge from the wine right. cellar. It's going to be just ashes, probably a little bit of a hellscape going on. Shit's going to be on fire. Right. Um, you know, what are you going to miss? Like what it could, you know, anything. What, what are you going to miss? Yeah. Um, you know, this is going to sound kind of corny, but I guess the thing I'll miss the most is, is just literally 
being a part of the state. Um, you know, I've lived here my whole life. I have, I know no different. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have met a lot of great people that live in this state or, or who are from this state, even some very talented NHL players like the Van Riemsdyks. Uh, and you got Bobby Ryan, who's from Cherry Hill. Um, you know, Kyle Palmieri's from Jersey. Um, just, just knowing that I was a part of, you know, the history of the state is probably the thing that I would miss the most because it would be like, well, you know, unfortunately I'm also going to be part of the, the end of this state as well. But I think just being a part of constant history of the state was probably the thing I'd miss the most. Fair enough. Paul, I bet you appreciate that. Yeah. I, uh, I've never lived anywhere other than the area. I mean, I lived in, like the two the two counties near my hometown, but never farther away. So, yeah, I get that. You have a certain pride about where you yeah. grow up and the 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 people, whether they annoy the shit out of you or not. The people you grew up with, you know, those are your people. So yeah. I I completely get that. Yeah. No. So it's uh you know New Jersey is is for a lot of people they call it the armpit of New York or whatever the hell or the armpit of America whatever the hell. <laughs> That stupid, <laughs> stupid ass statement was. Um, but, you know, people who live here, like myself, take a lot of pride in being from here. And a lot of people, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people outside of this state really understand that when you, when you move to New Jersey, most of the time you don't really leave. And that's not a, like a creepy thing. It's more of just, you end up really appreciating and enjoying being in the state to the point where you just end up staying there long term. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will be honest. Like I said, I've, from my travels in New Jersey, um, it's probably not the top place that I would go visit. But uh, I do. I do. Every time I'm there, I definitely sense a strong, uh, I guess, sense of pride in in the state. Uh, yeah. Especially when you walk into the gas station. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're from fucking I mean, you're out of town, wrong. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not. You're not wrong. And I think um, another place, and again, I know this sounds like being biased, but if you go to a Devils game, you know, and there's, you know, you'll, and you meet the fans, you'll realize just how passionate they are, not just the team or the sport, but how passionate they are about being from the state of New Jersey and being a part of the state as a whole. They really, you know, if you ever go, you'll understand right away that, okay, these people really care about where they're from like it sure. means a lot to them absolutely uh, absolutely it, it, that's so always a good ever, place to live if you ever decide to come to a doubles game you know when they play the caps uh we could definitely meet up and uh i could show you uh i could show you what i'm talking about yeah and um you know Polly, if we do do that one thing i will say about new jersey is it's a very diverse area mm-hmm. thus making it a lot I mean, I would liken it a lot to the suburbs of D.C., like out in Virginia, like yeah. Fairfax County and, and mm-hmm. PG County, where you're getting like all sorts of different, like you can go out and eat and get a good meal mm-hmm. um, of just about any sort of ethnicity, you know? Right. Obviously, yeah. I'm sure there's great Italian joints, Neil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but, look, uh, majority but I, of people that live in this state are Italian, so you're going to get, you're going to get one at least. Right. Right, and uh, there's a ton of uh, Asian influence there and, yep. and other cultures, so yeah, it's we pretty have, diverse. Look, we, are, we are a huge melting pot, no doubt about it. We have a lot of people of different backgrounds and 
that have come from even different countries that live in this state and have been able to have, you know, generations of families live in this state. And so we're, that's one of those things that we're really proud of, um, that we've been able to be that type of place. Because look, I mean, a lot of people like going to New York, a lot of people work in New York and they just don't want to live in New York City. So where do they go? They usually end up moving down to New Jersey and they end up, you know, actually liking living in these suburbs of New Jersey because we have some really, really beautiful places, even especially by me. Uh, you got places like Sandy Hook and, um, you know, we have other places that are on, you know, in central and also just on the coast in general that people, you know, just would grow pretty much in love with and they would just enjoy being a part of it in some capacity. So that, those are some things that we're really proud of with the state. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, people forget that there is a coastline. So yeah, must be sure. nice to, to live near the beach. Yeah, it is. I mean, you get the opportunity. For me, I'm like five, ten minutes away. So for me, it's very convenient to just drive down and, uh, you know, get, you know, get in for free after four o'clock, which is nice. And, <laughs> uh, you know, enjoy the beach. Fair enough. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So here's the last question for hockey apocalypse. Um, and it, it kind of, it harkens back to what we were talking about earlier. Sure. What is more likely the world ending or your team winning the cup in three years? What is more likely? I'm sure there's been a lot of different answers to this question. I'm pretty sure. I think everybody's been pretty optimistic. Pretty optimistic? Yeah, no, I mean... I think we've had one answer for the world ending. (laughs) I can't remember, and I may be wrong, but I feel like we've had two. Um, Because Detroit, we had the uh, Matt Clink one. Yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) And you know he wasn't going to fucking play himself on that shit. So... Um, well, contrary to popular belief, which is that, oh, New Jersey isn't a relevant franchise, which I still don't really get how we can be irrelevant when there's teams like Arizona and, you know, like Buffalo that I would argue to say I think are less known than the Devils. But um, I would probably be on the side of optimistic that I think it would be more likely to see the Devils win the Cup in the next few years. And even though global warming is a huge thing, um, and I think, I mean, I, I, I personally think it exists and I know that there would be a lot of people that will want to, you know, choke me out for saying it, but I, I still think that the world is going to be okay. Um, psych, psychologically, I think we're screwed already considering how this year is gone. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably be on the side of optimistic that, and, and again, like our GM said, we're about three or four years away, so it's possible. Right. Well, so do you think it's uh, more likely to win a cup in three years or the sea level rises and wipes out the Prudential Center before <laughs> you can get to that Ooh. cup? <laughs> well, again, I would probably lean on the side of optimism that even though I do think global warming happened, I think that Mother Nature will wait till the Devils win a cup before I die. And then we'll, and then they can just, you know, do its business. Maybe, but, uh, maybe you guys will be like the Antichrist. Like yeah. the devils win the cup and then it's like the devils I mean, have won the, the cup. We the have had ending. situations where priests in our state during the glory days of the devils, when it, you know, winning cups, we've had priests say at the end of the mass saying, and I just have one last thing to say, and I never thought I'd say this, go devils. It would just be <laughs> like, the, like, it's just like, okay. This is where you know we're going to hell. 
<laughs> like, oh, it, and we're screwed. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's, I'm but, sure with all that Italian influence, you probably got a lot of superstitious Catholics that feel weird rooting for the devils. No, nah, not as much. I think we're used to it. I mean, yeah. I, I would say a lot of the Catholics are much more uh, relaxed than I think people would think. I yeah. think we can, uh, I think, I think with hard work and determination more than anything else, uh, we, we, you know, well, it'll happen. It'll probably happen. I mean, it's just, you know, once the players understand the state that they are playing in and understand the people, which I think some guys have gotten it, you know, it, it they will work hard, you know, just like the state does. Fair enough. Well, Good stuff, man. Well, yeah. that, that sums it up. I mean, we have five, it is a five question thing, you know, um, that's, that's really all we had. Um, cool. you know, you got it, you got anything else there, Neil, uh, anything that, why don't you, uh, go ahead and, and, and plug everything for you, man. Sure. So, you know, like I mentioned before, Devil's State of Mind, the first episode will be out, uh, I guess, cause everybody's listening to this, uh, on Monday, it'll be out the same day. So, uh, June 8th. So, Definitely go check that out as I do kind of a season in review uh, to a much greater extent and kind of talk about some of the things I want to, I expect to see uh, getting ready for, you know, the, the next season, whenever that is going to be. But check that out. Um, we already got social media accounts up. Double State of Mind is on Twitter, Instagram, and also a Facebook page. So go check those out and follow them. And, uh, you know, you could stay up to date with those things. Um you can check out the sports podcast that I, I do um, and the YouTube channel that I do as well that uh, these two lovely gentlemen were on about a month ago uh, called Mofobo Network. I have a podcast that's on Anchor and Spotify and also a YouTube channel as well, so you can go check those out. Um, I have a personal Twitter, uh, T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W, and also a personal Instagram of NVP. QB 11 and last, but as I like to say, certainly not least, um, on Amazon, I have my book, J E T S pain, 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 which is the agony and the ecstasy. Now let's forget about the ecstasy of being a New York Jets fan. So <laughs> for, all you, for all you football fans out there and just Jets fans, if, if you want to find a, a good book, that's going to I don't know if it's going to kill you before 2020 does, but if you get it quickly, it may. Um, just talks about all the painful things that Jets fans have endured. This is a fan book for the fans and, um, you know, go check it out. It's, it's for ebook and hardcover for the price of 1969. And if you are a Jets fan, you probably guess as to why I chose that specific price, but. <laughs> Go check it out. Let me know what you think as always. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Holy fuck, Polly. We got our first published author on the on the podcast. I didn't know that about you, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, you know, I, I try to I try to promote it as much as possible. Um Bayou, you know, when I was on the, the previous Devils podcast, he used to joke with me all the time saying, Go ahead and uh do your ten page uh prologue about who you are. <laughs> So that people will know. Um, shout out to Bayou as always. But yeah, no, I uh, I published this book back in January. So uh, maybe I'm partially responsible for why the world is coming to an end. Because <laughs> I finally got this book published. And I'm actually already in the works for making my second book, which is uh, about the pain of being a New York Mets fan. So okay. if, you're, 
you just want more pain and more suffering. Um, in just a few short months, this book, uh, the Mets book will be out and, uh, I hope everybody enjoys it, but go check out JETS pain, pain, pain. It's, it's not that expensive. At least I hope people don't think it's that expensive. And, uh, just let me know what you think. So are you a Mets, Jets and Nets fan? I am a Nets fan, but I am not a Jets nor Mets fan. I'm actually a Giants and a Yankees fan. Ooh. Ah, so you so, just have seen but, the agony. But I would say that I have family and friends that are Jets and Mets fans. So I kind of, I kind of roll ran with that. Just kind of said, "Hey, I'm going to do this," and uh, you know, it's it's it was a lot of fun doing the first book, and I'm excited to do this next one. But yeah, I'm actually a um, I am a big Yankee fan. Um, I like the Philadelphia Phillies and Pittsburgh Pirates as well. So okay. I have that. And uh, also, I actually took my first trip two summers ago to the Nationals ballpark. That was Bryce Harper's last year with the Nationals. And I think I read something. It's it's called, isn't it like the most eco-friendly ballpark in America? I have something like that. I've only been there once and it was for the Winter Classic against Chicago. But we live actually about an hour outside Pittsburgh. Um, So if if you ever want to catch a Pirates game, I, so let me, let me, I mean, Caps fans, I know we're letting him get away with a lot, right? We usually don't discuss inferior sports on this podcast, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I do not mind the Pittsburgh Pirates as I feel that they are the template for all Pittsburgh teams. I think that they, that all Pittsburgh teams should follow the template of the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, yeah, be absolute nice. dog shit for several decades and then just only, mm-hmm be about the money and being a budget team only and just like flaunt it in front of the fans. That would be amazing for, for me. Honestly, but honestly, troll, I would say to you that um, <laughs> there's this guy on YouTube called urinating tree and he's a gigantic, like, Oh, I know him. Fan. I know him. You know him. Yeah. He, he does hockey stuff. He's he, good. Oh dude, he is great. Um, and yeah, he's a big pirates fan. And I, I watch a lot of his pirate stuff and he, and he's absolutely right about like where the team is and, organization but yeah if all the other pittsburgh sports teams were like that um i would be kind of satisfied (laughs) yeah the uh the owner i will say i will say though the pnc park one last thing the pnc park is is an incredible park i will say it's the most gorgeous ballpark in all of america probably it's just in front of camden yards in my opinion yeah yeah the, uh, the pirates owner lives in our town and he is not a popular person. Wait, yeah, I work Bob, for him. Uh, wait, I Bob Nutting him. lives in your town? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yep. Dude, Wheeling, I'm West sure Virginia. People give him crap every day. Oh, he, well, I think he he stays out of the public eye unless he's like going out to eat or making a big donation, but people hate him because of the way he runs the team. Yeah, and a big yeah. thing of uh, obviously he owns the Pirates. It's a big revenue generator for him. But uh, the the where they got their start is in newspaper. Mm. Um, so they own several small newspapers across the. I mean, they're they're bona fide old money billionaires. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I actually worked for one of their newspapers here in the area. It's it's uh, it was uh, I don't know. I won't I won't get into that. But right. But, <laughs> but yeah, yes, that's uh, the, that's the a little bit about me. But um, yeah. I'm, I hope you guys, um, if you guys check out the book, definitely let me know and let me know what you think. I'd Absolutely. Caps fans, pick it up. Uh, that check out, check out Neil. He's our newest addition to the hockey podcast network. 
the Devil State of Mind podcast. He's going to be our Metro Rival podcast for sure. So yep. uh, definitely hit him up, check him out, um, see what he's got to say. Maybe hear from him on these uh, Metro pods next season. Yeah, no, I would do. I would love to. As I've told everybody who's had me on so far on the Hockey Pod Network, look, I'm always available and I'm more than willing to come on and talk about literally anything and everything about the sport and about whatever teams you want to discuss. So I'm here. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, and going through Hockey Ocalypse with us, Hockey Ocalypse, New Jersey. Um, and from from us to you, you know, stay safe. Stay inside. Yes. I know New Jersey's a little bit hot, I guess, with this whole thing. So, uh, you know, avoid those left-hand turns and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and stay, stay healthy out there, man. Yeah. Thank, hey, listen, thank you guys again for having me on. And, uh, I, w- I will definitely do that. And, uh, you know, if you guys are ever in the area, let me know. And I- I'd love to show you guys around. Absolutely. Likewise. If you ever, if you ever want to hit a game up at the Pirates Stadium, let's go. All right. I'm down. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. Yeah, you too. All right, Caps fans. I hope you enjoyed Hockey Ocalypse, New Jersey, with the Hockey Podcast Network's newest host of the Devil State of Mind podcast. He is Neil Villapiano, published author, published broadcaster, prod, podcaster, and um, all-around good dude. Check him out at all of his social stuff. Check him out at, you know, the, I Paul, you said he's got the Devil State of Mind pages up. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Check him out. Good content there. He's going to be a great addition. Uh, another great host to this amazing network, right? Right. And uh, I'm pretty sure he mentioned in the interview, we were on his show a couple weeks ago, Bo, uh, MoFobo Network. Yep. It's on Spotify. So if you want to, just look a couple weeks back on that, and he had us on for an interview. Yeah, I think actually we were the first Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, yeah, it was like somewhere. right once he knew he was coming in, and he – no. Ish was on first. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we were the first cool guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, sorry, Ish, but had to do it. Um, no, um, uh, uh, it was a good time. I think the, finally we the, the Devils have a, have a solid podcast host there. Uh, not to say that the other guys weren't doing a great job, you know, Bayou Benders who we've had on here and Shane um, from the from the Ottawa podcast have been kind of helping out there. But you know what? Not to harp on that. I think it's going to be a good addition. Absolutely. Yeah. So Caps fans, happy we're, – and we're recording on June 7th. Happy June 7th. We hope that you – I don't know. Do a, If you had a Stanley Cup or a – a comparable to do like a, a beer stand off that shit. Go ahead and do it on Monday. Do it at work. Do it off the water cooler at work. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you know, we're Stanley Cup champions and then nobody can take that away from us anymore. Absolutely. And let's hope that we can 
net us another one. I okay. So the the tournament is crazy for the playoffs, but hey, Caps fans, you gotta be positive here because I think that we have just as good a chance as any to be winning another cup. Asterisks removed, no asterisks. This is just how is another Stanley Cup. Absolutely. I think that we're. I think that we have a great shot here. I hope that the boys come back with some fire. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, uh, this break gave them some new energy, and they can just come out hot like a new season. Which we are traditionally good coming out the gates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, next week we've got a couple more hockey apocalypse. Um, uh, I guess episodes that have been on deck. We need to get in a couple people that we have we have talked to previously this summer or this break before the pod before the August start of the podcast or playoffs. I'm sorry. We will have good content for you. We're going to continue to be bringing you stuff even in this dead time and even though our contract is up with the Hockey Podcast Network to be obviously re-upped uh, for next season. We are going to continue to bring you content. Don't worry about that. Keep tuning in. Let us know what you think. Uh, Hockey Ocalypse is going to be going on for a little bit longer. And I'm I'm going to tease a couple different guests. Maybe a little bit of analytics stuff. And then uh, possibly some bigger names. Who knows? Who knows what's on the horizon? You know, tune in. Find out. Absolutely. And as always... Don't be afraid to chirp us online. Get at us. But until next time, Caps fans, stay safe, stay inside, and stay good. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>